right, good morning, good morning. Morning, everybody. Hey, good morning, Margaret, Hardik, James. Good to see you, Deb. Hope you're all awesome and well. Good to see a few people jumping on. Oh, you're at the Gold Coast, Luke. Mate, should drop by and say hello. Anyway, you're hanging with the kids, I'm sure, or having a bit of fun there at uh, SeaWorld, so enjoy that, mate. Great to see you. Morning, Anne and Laura. Hey, uh, how are we all doing, folks? Great to see you. Uh, I've been out of action for a few days. While I was down, like I said last week, I was down in Sydney hanging out with uh, my business crew, my business compadres. Uh, I do a business training program and uh, networking with K2 and Kerwin Ray. Um, absolute cracking crew down there. So if you ever uh, want to look for something uh, in business, highly recommend. But um, had a few days off, the old wealth coffee chats, and uh, back at it. Got two days, going to do something today and something tomorrow, and tomorrow I'm going to wrap things up. But today, today I thought we'd talk about the five big things that uh, went on this year in 2022. 2022. What was the big impacts for for uh, for us as property investors that happened this year in our world? And um, before I do that, I'll just do some quick intros. If anyone doesn't know, there's a few online already. So big hello to everyone. Let us know where you're where you are today. Luke's at the Gold Coast. Great to see. Uh, where are you? And if you knew, if you knew, then uh, fantastic. Welcome, Jason Witten's my name. If you didn't already know. Most of you do, but if you didn't, thanks for joining. Been uh, property investing well over 20 years myself and um, helping property investors just like you um, as well for about 19 years. So uh, along the way, learned a few things, learned a few things. Morning, David from Redland Bay. I just did some numbers the other day. We're sort of updating some of our data in our, uh, in our world because uh, we have a um, – We've got a 20-year celebration of positives. Positive real estate is 20 years old next year in January. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, no, I haven't signed out just yet. There was a couple of extra days. I'd, I'd, uh, I was being a bit uh, lazy, but, uh, mate, not yet. Two more days. I'm going to sign out tomorrow. But uh, I was having a look at some numbers, some stats, and uh, over the last 20 years, just uh, approximately 5,000 uh, clients who have joined our mentoring program, just like you across Australia and New Zealand. And um, it's about 3,700 uh, buying units, couples and teams and whatever. Uh, collectively, we own 11,700 properties, folks. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, 11,700 properties. I reckon, I reckon we need to start our own um, something. With that, 11,000 properties. Anyway, got my mind going. So anyway, along the way, the, the, the point of that rambling story is that uh, along the way, we've done a few deals with investors and we've learned a few things. So that's what I get to do each morning when we get together for a bit of a wealth coffee chat. I like a good coffee. I like talking about wealth and I don't mind a chat. Um, they still own. They still own these properties. These are owned right now. It would be interesting, actually. That would be interesting. Now you've got me thinking, Facebook user, whoever that is, give us a shout-out who you are because you're somewhere behind the, behind the scenes. 
Um, yeah, they still own them as of today. That's what they own. Morning, Alison. Uh, I, I would be very interested. I'd love to know. I wonder, I wonder how many they've actually sold. That would be even cooler. Anyway, there you go. Uh, it's close to $7 billion worth, billion dollars worth of real estate that we've helped our clients acquire through our coaching. Um, and there's probably, to be honest, there's probably a fair bit more you guys don't fill out your spreadsheets, your PFS. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent right now. Jason, stay on track. Today, I wanted to have a quick chat about how did we go in 2022? What do you guys reckon? Put it in the chat for me. Let's get let's get involved here today. Let's get involved. What um, against the rules to sell? Exactly, Luke. Don't sell these things. All, right, all this effort to buy a property and then one little speed bump in the road and you're like oh run away the sky's falling anyway you guys don't do that you guys know the drill this thing's a marathon not a sprint it takes time we need to buy well and don't bloody sell but anyway put in the chat what do you think what are the five big things that had you know a pretty full-on impact for us as property investors this year folks this year how did we go what was the what was the big things there were some changes and I'm going to do sort of what I think 2023 is going to look like tomorrow. So join me for 2023. But what were the big things? What were the five biggies? Put it in the chat. What do you think? Um, yeah, Luke, boom, interest rates for sure. Yeah, anyone else got a, got a thought there? I've got five there. There's probably more. There's, there's um, you know, but uh, the five biggies for me, inflation. Yeah, the two eyes. Yeah, the two eyes. The two big ones, inflation. Is that how you spell it? I'm just checking in there um, with <laughs> Anne and Alison. Yep. Inflation. Um, absolutely. Interest rates for sure. Um, and uh, boom. Anne's on it. Boom. Rent's going up. Rent's going up. Rent's up. Uh, and um, this one here is... Construction prices up as well, pretty significant. And the last one, um, our population up as well, our population going gangbusters. This is what happened in 2022. Now, my conversation with you today is maybe we could, um, there's a couple here, there's a couple here, there's a couple of um, lessons that I want to sort of see if we can extract from some of these things today. And Maybe just think about this going into the future. Um, is, there, is there a lesson we can take away and is there something we can remember and do and, you know, next time around because there will be another time. You guys are long-term investors with me. You're in the program. You're hanging out with us and we're going to be doing this for another 10 or 20 years depending on the stage you're in as an investor. But let's have a look. What could we do? Um, what is a lesson takeaway? What is a takeaway lesson in in here today? Any takeaway lessons for number one, which is which is inflation? All right, inflation, the cost of goods, the cost of things going up. For me, is there anything I could do about that? Boom! Yeah, absolutely, Alison. That's going to be the next one. That's going to be the next one. All right. Uh, inflation, <clears throat> it's not necessarily a bad thing. 
All right, here's a takeaway lesson for me. It's not, is it a bad thing uh, in isolation? Sometimes for us as consumers, think the cost of things going up. But if inflation goes up and as property investors, <clears throat> the cost of things go up, yeah, all things are cyclical. I like it for sure, Luke. If inflation goes up, what is the, let's do the positive takeaway for inflation when it comes to us as property investors. Anyone want to put that in the chat? How did some of us benefit from inflation? And it's connected to one of the other ones uh, in, uh, in here as well. And it's kind of like a, a double, a double on this. Maybe put that in the chat if you do know or you don't know. My takeaway for this one is, yeah, absolutely. Our other things that we benefit from as property investors go up. Now, inflation... Is it forever or is it temporary, right? So what happens is inflation goes up. I'll use the whole page here. Inflation go up. The RBA is saying, hey, listen, we want to get this down. They want to bring it back down. And in response, in response, our rents were here. Now our rents are going up. I like it. Um, and also in response, what has happened, another thing, the cost of housing, the construction cost of housing, has also increased. Let's just let's just say that's the, the line. So this is construction cost and this is rents. Now, the white one is inflation, all right? Okay. Now, what, tell me right now, what is the number one uh, action outcome for uh, the RBA? What do they want to do with, um, what's their goal right now? What's their goal right now? Tell me in the chat. And this is kind of giving it away. We've already already sort of said this. Luke's saying, okay, things are, are cyclical. Rents go up. Construction prices go up. And construction prices going up helps our values. So, Allison, capital growth, that, that means our, our properties have grown by default because of inflation. Yep, yep, absolutely. Be strategic, Hardik. But what's happening? What What is the RBA trying to do? They're going to get inflation where? Are they going to gonna hang around and let inflation go further up? Or is the RBA's job to get inflation down? All right, so tell me this. This is a quick yes or no in the chat. When inflation goes down, are we all going to drop our rents? Are you and I going to drop our rents? Tell me in the chat. You put your rents up. Yep, okay. You put your rents up. Are your rents going to go down? Like, are you going to go, all right, that's it? Yeah, no. <laughs> so here's my conversation to many of us as property investors. Uh, inflation, not necessarily a bad thing. Now, your, your rents might not skyrocket because there's not as much pressure. Hell no. Hell no, Luke. So we've been assisted, and maybe construction prices will go down a little bit, and that'll be good a good thing anyway. But they're not going to go back down to let go of, of 2020. Let go of 2021. It's over, folks. It's done. We're, we're miles away. We're never going back to those prices and those things, all right? So it's done its job. Uh, and in reality, we have actually been as assisted. We have been assisted in our wealth by inflation going up. You get that? Folks, do you get that, right? So these are the things like, uh, you know, I saw there before, who was it? Uh, it was Luke. You know, things are, are cyclical. Yeah. 
things are cyclical, but certain things go up and they don't go back down when it comes to the world of real estate, which is great. So some temporary things um, do this for us. Oh, there's one I've prepared earlier. Forgot to rub that one off. Right, so let's have a quick look at the other ones, all right? All right, let's have a look at number two, which is the interest rates. All right, the interest rates are going up. And again, this is, this is the same kind of conversation. Interest rates have gone up. Our rents have gone up. Our rents are going up. Our values for some of us have gone up but then have started to adjust a little bit, okay? And this gap here has closed when it's come to lending and loan-to-value ratios, okay? What's the lesson? What's the lesson, folks, for this one? And it's a real simple takeaway for interest rates rising uh, and we're having a gap of value uh, 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 loan versus value. What's the what's the takeaway? What's the lesson? I can tell you it really quickly. Equity lock, yeah, have a buffer for sure. And equity lock, folks. And uh, also this ties into what Alison said just a moment ago. Alison said, "All right, well, um, if you uh, if you can buy, you should." Okay. Yeah, boom, Luke, instant equity, dead right, mate. Dead right because everyone else is going to now pay 350 right? So what is the go here? What's the lesson? Folks, when, when you can afford to borrow and buy, you should. You should because things change and we've had five, six interest rate rises now and people's borrowing ability each time has reduced. So, you know, at the beginning, you were good for a 700K buy. You should have purchased it. And you waited, you sat around for the perfect property, whatever story it is. There's no such thing as perfect. There's good. And then now your buying power is 400. Actually, that's a bit dramatic, but it might be 500. If you can, you should. Equity lock. Lock in your gain and your value when it comes to this stuff. So that's the big lesson. The big lesson is in, in interest rates is when you've got the capacity, right, when you've got the capacity, then that is when you should be doing this, all right? That is when you should be doing this, okay, as we go along. Uh, number three. Number three. Hang on. I'm going to get rid of that, make it this. Number three, rents up. What's the big? What's the big takeaway? What's the lesson for the rents up, team? What's the lesson for the rents up? Um, and in the interest of time, I'll, I'll I'll give it to us. Don't muck around. Don't go too low. So here's what's happened. Here's what's happened to many people I've spoken to. Uh, not as many in, in our mentoring program because they asked their coaches and their six-star team. However, they put the rent up 30 bucks maybe four, five, six months ago, and now in their area, the rent on those properties has gone up another $70, dollars $100, all right? Don't go too low. In the times when you base this on data and fact and information, 
It's now a time. Yep, rent a business. Don't get emotional. Yep, yep. Absolutely use a property manager for sure, Alison. Don't go too low. You're missing out. There's a gap, right? There's a gap here of dollars. Uh, and if you go too low, you've got to foot the bill and you can only change it every 12 months, right? There's a cost to that. So don't go too low. Don't. Uh, don't be scared of doing what you need to do. All right. I'll do the last two here as we go along, which is the last one, which is construction prices. We've already talked about the construction prices. Uh, and number five, the population. Those two, what's the lesson here? What's the lesson? Construction prices, again, like inflation, when they go up, they actually can benefit us. Luke has already locked in instant equity for his project. Happy days. So often, if you can get ahead of those, it can be very, very beneficial when it comes to creating instant equity. Um, yeah, you're dead right, Catherine. The, the PM often is the weakest link and uh, you've got to take some time to find a good one. Uh, and work with them on your expectations and what you need. There's no magic wand uh, with that stuff, but uh, if you do, if you do put some time and effort in, you'll end up with uh, a great, a great outcome. But also, Catherine, as well, uh, you as the property owner need to uh, research and be um, confident and. Um, knowledgeable about your property's area as well so you can add value to that conversation when you talk to your PM, okay? Because um, many PMs are, you know, uh, young, inexperienced people. So, you know, again, I could do a whole session on that one for sure. And population, what's, what's, the, what's the lesson here, all right? <clears throat> Let, let's, let's do a minute on this last one, right? The population went down and everyone, oh, you know, nobody's living in the city anymore. Again, put that in the chat. Like again, like these temporary short-term things, you know, what's going on right now, let's say in places like Melbourne right now, the rent's going absolutely ballistic because what's happening to, what's happening to the population? What's happening to the rental vacancy rates, what's happening to, you know, the price of rents it's going up because the population is moving back there. The students are coming back, you know, population equals demand. Exactly, Alison. When we have a look at any of these things that are impacting us as property investors, we have to say, we have to ask ourselves, is this temporary? And if it goes back to something, what would remain then, right? Because many of these things, when things return to, let's say, normal, the population, you know, 100,000 people moved out of an area, they're going to come back, you know, you need to be in place for that. And as property investors, we are long-term decision makers, strategic long-term thinking when it comes to our wealth. Anyway, there you go. I think for me, the big takeaway certainly is, certainly is, out of these five big things, all of them, other than the construction prices, are all temporary, uh, either in a negative impact, but long-term, 
the upside of these things is here to stay for us to benefit from as property investors. So that's a takeaway today. Hopefully that was uh, maybe, I don't know, useful for today's Wealth Coffee Chat. I'm done and dusted, folks. Yep, buy for fundamentals. Dead right, Alison. Sam talks about mean reversion. Go and check out his podcast about the mean reversion uh, concept in the world of real estate um, as we go. So there you go. Join me tomorrow for another and final of 2022 Wealth Coffee Chat where I'm going to talk about the five big things for 23 and what we can see coming very obviously uh, and uh, my best uh, best informed, researched, educated, experienced guesses, because that's all the future is, best guesses, uh, about what I think is going to happen for next year. Anyway, there you go, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat's done and dusted. You guys be awesome. Be well. Have another great day and join me tomorrow around about the same time and we'll do it again. All right, folks. Cheers now and bye for now. See ya. Thank you.